0: Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Round Peg, where we believe that marketing strategy should be in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. And Alison Carter. And today we're going to tell you about our trip to the mall.
1: You know, it's not every job where you get to peruse the fashion mall at Keystone at the
0: Crossing on the clock. Absolutely. And now here's the really funny thing, neither Allison or I are really what I would say really avid shoppers.
1: No, though I will say Keystone has some excellent people (laughs) watching.
0: It does, but honestly, we weren't there for the bargains. There there. aren't any to be found there. (laughs) Every now and then there are, but we weren't there for the the, uh, fashion and we weren't there for the people. Why were we there? Well,
1: we have had an interesting assignment. We have been working with a client to do several things, but one of them is to look at how retailers are using social
0: media. And so we went off to the mall, cameras in hand, Mm -hmm. to try to find examples of social media being used. And in the mall, in the stores, kind of that bridging that gap between online and offline. And really we were looking for more than just social media. We were also looking
1: for web URLs and QR codes and chances to download apps and chances to sign up for email newsletters and even things like charging stations and free Wi-Fi in the mall. How was the mall as a whole entity using
0: digital marketing and digital technology? And I have to admit I was surprised Because I walked into this assuming uh, the Fashion Mall at Keystone is a high-end mall. Their typical customers, I'm going to guess, smartphones per capita in that mall are significantly higher than smartphones per capita in the population at large. Fair. And yet, there was a surprising lack of online-offline integration.
1: Now, let's let's not mislead people. There definitely were plenty of opportunities for online and offline. I mean, we probably took 50 pictures or more in the mall. But at the same time, there was a very definite divide in the kinds of stores where you saw social media and online calls to action
0: and where you didn't. For example, and this was one I had actually visited right before I came to the mall, I was in Old Navy Mm -hmm. and there was a sign on their jeans wall that said, if you can't find your size, go to our website, you'll find it there. (laughs) Old Navy is part of the Gap family. Old Navy, Gap, and Banana Republic. We walked into Banana Republic.
1: There was, as I recall, there were were no social or digital marketing efforts in Banana Republic at all.
0: Not even acknowledgement that Banana Republic has a website. Well, I mean, I think that to some extent,
1: you know, people assume at this day and age that you have a website. I think that it's really more about telling people why they should go there. You know, like in your old Navy example, can't find the jeans that fit, can't find the color that you want and the size that you need. Order it on our website. And we really found that across the board. By and large, the higher end of the store we were in, the less likely they were to have digital
0: marketing efforts. And, you know, we've kind of got into this conversation about why did we think that was going on? Clearly, it's not because they don't think their customers are wired. And they all have, for instance, huge websites with big buying
1: portions. They've all got huge Facebook following, most of them with a million or more fans.
0: So it's not that they're not using these tools. It's simply that they're not promoting them in-store. And so... What is it about the store experience in the high-end brands?
1: Well, my theory is that it really comes back to one of the things that you're paying for when you go to a high-end store. In most cases, you're not just paying for the product itself. You're also paying for the service. When you go to Walmart, you expect a certain level of service or lack thereof, right?
0: And you, you expect that you're going to be pointed in the general direction. You're going to have to find it on your own when you walk into Nordstrom you expect that someone will be
1: able to will be very polite to you will help you find exactly what you're looking for and i think that that self i think that the digital marketing like the find your size online really encourages self service whereas these high end brands still seem
0: to be putting a premium on personal customer service cuz here's the deal I know because I worked in manufacturing, and, and yes, clothing manufacturing is a little different than heating and air conditioning, but I know that jeans are jeans are jeans. And I'm pretty darn sure that the same factory that's pumping out 10,000 pairs of Old Navy jeans are pumping out Gap jeans, are pumping out Banana Republic jeans. There's not really a lot of difference. So, why? Why would I go to Banana Republic? It has to be about that personal touch. Well, and I,
1: I, that seemed to be something across the board. It seemed, and again, this is all conjecture. There's been no science here. But again, it seems that they assume that people already know that they have the online options if they want them. And that if you're in the store, if you've taken the trouble to come in instead of using their online offerings they're going to take care of you and they are going to be your link to any digital resources necessary.
0: So okay, so let's let's kind of take a look then at other businesses and not just retail mm-hmm. businesses. What is what kind of lessons are there particularly in this area of customer service? When do you use digital? When do you Encourage people to pick up the phone and actually interact with your brand. And how do you find some of those balance points? I think one big lesson is
1: if someone's sitting in front of you, take care of them then and there. Don't drive them somewhere else to do something that you can help them with just as easily. But I think that where some of these stores are missing out on the opportunity is the chance to have a longer conversation with their followers, whether that's through an email list, whether that's through a Facebook or Twitter page or something like that. People really need a chance to stay in contact. And it doesn't have to be about that customer service angle. It can actually be about serving them better.
0: One of my favorite signs that we saw as we were wandering through the mall, and I think it was, I want to say it was Nine West. It was definitely a shoe store because the sign said, let's talk about shoes. Mm -hmm. And underneath it, there was the Facebook and Twitter Mm -hmm. and maybe Pinterest. Yeah, if they did have Pinterest,
1: it was Nine West.
0: And so in that instance, even as I'm walking down the mall, if I'm not stopping now, Mm -hmm. it planted that little seed that there was a place I could see more pictures of shoes and, and and maybe look for them in those environments.
1: And maybe even if you're not going to spontaneously you know, go home and like their Facebook page, you might be more inclined to like it when an ad pops up, yeah, whether that's a Google AdWords ad, when you're doing another search for shoes, maybe you're looking for Zappos, but then you see that Nine West ad that little bug is planted, and the same thing when you're on Facebook. So even if there is not a direct correlation between see the sign, it might lessen the number of touches you need to keep in touch with that
0: person. And I'm going to go back to something you said that in general on higher-end stores, if someone is in front of you, take care of them right then and there. One of, I think, the smartest things that I saw Mm -hmm. was the encouraging people to apply online for jobs yes I started my career in retail on a sales floor and particularly on a busy Saturday the last thing you want to be doing is handing an application talking to a prospective employee Mm -hmm. Um, and so encouraging people and letting them know this is how we screen our candidates and pushing them to that online, I thought that was a really good use of the online offline. I agree. I think that that is a really good use of the
1: online offline. I guess my concern is that at retail level jobs, internet access might be difficult for some of the people applying for those jobs. I mean, there are libraries and other resources. Actually, at uh, Meyer, where I shop for my groceries, they not only have apply online, they've got computers where you can do it directly. That's not feasible for every store, and obviously, Meyer is a huge store on scale, in terms of size, on scale with Walmart and that sort of thing. But uh, I like that, that they. They avoid the problem that you talked about. They don't have to talk to anybody, but at the same time, there's not an added burden on the job seeker.
0: Absolutely, I, th- I mean, I think that that's, um, and I think, I th- I think I've think i seen that target in some of the yeah, bigger targets targets too. Department stores might have it. You're not gonna see it at a boutique or a smaller store, but you do see it in some of the larger. But the other thing that I like about that is that in the online world, by having people apply online, you can also, as an employer, provide them information about the experience of working with you. Mm-hmm. Right, right after they submit an application, you can send them a link to a benefits package, to um, employee standards. Bigger companies have, you know, kind of that standard handout. So you're either giving them more information about what it would be like to work with you, um, kind of answering more of the why's because. You know, every job interview is, is a sale on both sides. Mm-hmm. Do I want to work for you, and do you want to work for me? And so it is an opportunity to to create more of these employment portals. And it is an opportunity
1: at the retail level in a tough job economy. Uh, I'm not sure
0: how much courting the hiring side is doing, but I could be wrong. Okay, but I'm going to uh, answer it for you this way, uh, because I have worked through and hired through... Mm-hmm both up and down economies, and the companies that do a better job when they don't have to, I agree, um, that consistently have a reputation for doing that a little bit extra, when the economy turns around, when there are more jobs than people, those are the companies that will still have their pick of candidates. You're absolutely right. Alright, but that's going down kind of a different rabbit hole. Let's go back to the retail environment. One of the other things that I really liked, and of course I think the Apple store does it better than anybody, but I did see other places as well, is the introduction of iPads into the sales or iPhones or smart devices into the sales process. Being able to schedule an appointment, look up more information. Yes, we both saw employees using them
1: directly and holding them in their hands, but we actually also, which I loved, we saw several instances
0: where iPads were set up for customers to interact with directly. And uh, two that I remember that I thought were brilliant, one was the Clinique counter at Nordstrom's. Mm -hmm. And um, guys, I know you're not going to really get this example, but the women in the audience will remember going... Whether it was to a department store or um, at the drugstore, there were these little sliders that you could play with, where you could, you know, uh, skin type and size of pores, and you could kind of put in this information. And when you were all done with either the sliders or looking Mm -hmm. up on the chart, you could pick out the appropriate makeup for Mm -hmm. you. Nordstroms had this wonderful eye ipad app it didn't really take that long it was fairly in depth however it asked
1: all kinds of the same questions you talked about is your skin oily or dry or combination where do you tend to have skin issues etc etc and then at the end of it you could either it would recommend products to you of course in the Clinique line and you could either email it to yourself so you could look at it later because Clinique doesn't really care if you order it at Nordstrom's or order it online or you could print out a little receipt-type piece of paper right then and there that you could take and hand to a cash, hand to a salesperson.
0: And so you really, um, uh, during the week, there are always more salespeople at the cosmetics counters mm-hmm. than there are customers. But on a Saturday, yes, if you're there having these interactive tools, really gives them an opportunity. To keep you occupied while you're waiting for them to Mm -hmm. come talk to you. And then also to make that sales interaction start at a different level and in a different place. Exactly. Because just by looking at that piece of paper, that representative
1: will be able to know so much more about you and your needs than just kind of trying to look at you
0: and figure out what your skin type is. Absolutely. The other one that I thought was a great interaction, I think it was in the sunglass. The sunglass hut. Where you basically did a check in, kind of their own sort of four yeah. check in, but anytime you checked in, you got points in their system. Mm-hmm. And it was a wonderful way of tracking how often their customers come in mm-hmm. and how often they buy.
1: Absolutely, and that really is going to help you in other marketing efforts for when you figure out how often to email someone, what kinds of promotions you should email them, are they going to respond best to a discount, and are they more likely to come in when there's a discount, or are they driven really by brands and they want to know when you have the new Gucci sunglasses in, or whatever the case may be. So using that in-store opportunity,
0: they're actually able to keep up a better marketing relationship out of store. The other thing that uh, I noticed as we wandered the mall is that the mall recognizes the importance of these mobile devices. Yes, this is a Simon Mall. It is a Simon Mall and there were at least two charging stations that I saw in two different yes, areas of the least. mall, which tells me they want you there, they want you there with your mobile device, they want you using your mobile device Mm -hmm. while you're shopping. Mm -hmm. Because they recognize if you're tweeting, if you're sharing, if you're photographing, anything that you're doing to interact with brands in their stores is going to bring more visibility to the mall and, and eventually more sales to their stores. And it's also just a nice amenity these days, you know, when
1: you have the reluctant shopper, whether that's a child or a spouse of some kind, Uh, You know, they can sit there with their smartphone if they're running out of juice, they're taken care of. It's also great for people visiting the Apple Store or the the Microsoft Store, but um, it's really just a great opportunity. And they also have Wi-Fi hotspots that are marked on their maps just like the bathrooms are now. So really there's a very concerted effort not only to keep people connected because it helps their business, but also as an amenity that's as important as water fountains
0: or the bathroom. It certainly is. One last kind of online, offline blending that I've noticed in a number of the stores that I think is really smart is this opportunity to buy online and either pick up at the store, return to the store. Mm -hmm. It's the opportunity that, yes, I'm shopping online, but if I need customer service, Mm -hmm. I can have a real person. Um, The movie theaters, you can buy your ticket online, Mm -hmm. skip the whole uh line at mm-hmm. the register, get your ticket and go in, or um, Old Navy, not Old Navy, it was Bed, Bath & Beyond. Mm-hmm. Buy online, if it isn't right, return it to the store. Actually,
1: I worked at Bed, Bath and & Beyond and when I was there they had this cool program for college students. So let's say you were from Indianapolis but you are going to school in IU. You would essentially come in to Bed Bath & Beyond and they would give you a scanner that was just like the ones you would get for the wedding registry. You would go around and scan all the things that you wanted, pay for it, and then you would pick them up in the Bloomington store.
0: Brilliant. So you didn't have to
1: haul all of that in your car. And for someone like me, I went to school 800 miles away. Something like that would have been
0: fantastic. Well, not only um, uh, it avoids the hauling, but... um I remember moving my kids in to, to school and during those two days of moving in, the last thing I wanted to do was spend two hours shopping for supplies. Right. So you could
1: just go there, right? Hit the customer service desk. Boom. You're in. You're out. That's a great thing to do.
0: Andy was at Gander Mountain. Saw some hiking shoes that he liked. They didn't have, they didn't have his size. He ordered them online and he's not an online shopping kind of guy. And he was very reluctant. And I said, well, it's no big deal. If they don't fit, you'll take them back. Mm -hmm. And so he did. They didn't turn out to be exactly what he wanted. But that ability to interact locally actually probably increases their online sales. I did
1: exactly the same thing with a pair of shoes a few weeks ago at Clark's. They didn't have the size that I needed. And so they ordered them in the store and they
0: showed up at my house. So bottom line, I think, is that... That bridge between online and offline, it's getting blurrier. Mm -hmm. People are moving seamlessly from one to the other, from brick and mortar to click and mortar. And I don't know that customers really see those as two separate entities anymore.
1: People care about getting what they want when they want, and it's your job to help them get the tools that are going to let them achieve that. So
0: your homework today, take a trip to the mall. Look at how retailers are starting to use and look for those places where you think they're missing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Learn from their mistakes. Take advantage. Absolutely. If you've enjoyed today's conversation on shopping and online and offline integration, if you want to learn more about content marketing, social media, email marketing, check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words.